Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, good morning, church. I trust you're well and that your family is thriving. I hope you're getting out in the sunshine and enjoying the outdoors at this time. Um, As always, it's my absolute privilege to bring the Word of God to wherever you are. And I just think that this morning, God wants to um, impart faith, Um, not for the beginning, not for the end, but for right where we're at in the middle. So let me read a a really familiar passage to you. But like with any familiar passage, God is always wanting to uncover fresh revelation. You know, the the, the Word of God is living and active. It describes it as a double-edged sword dividing between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It just means that it's super sharp. It can get between things that are not easily separated. And I believe that the Word of God this morning is going to do that in your heart, that it's going to be living and active and there's something fresh that God wants to to do in your heart today. Let's read together. We're reading from Matthew 14, 22 to 32 today and it's up on the screen for you. As soon as the people were fed, Jesus told His disciples to get into their boat and to go to the other side of the lake while He stayed behind to dismiss the people. After the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray and as night fell, He was there praying alone with God. But the disciples who were now in the middle of the lake ran into trouble for their boat was tossed about by the high winds and the heavy seas. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. When the disciples saw Him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, a ghost. Then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really You, then have me join You on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out of the boat and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realised how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Jesus immediately stretched out His hand and lifted Him up and said, What little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? Jesus immediately, sorry, uh, and then the very moment they both stepped into the boat, the raging winds ceased. Then all the disciples crouched down before Him and worshipped Jesus. They were in adoration. You truly are the Son of God. Well, today I want to talk to us about miracles in the middle. Not the beginning when it's exciting and novel and it feels like a great adventure. Not at the end when we have our victory and our resolution, our healing and our breakthrough. Actually, the middle, when you're waiting, when you're looking to God to move, that time when it can be really, really uncomfortable and you're not really sure what happens next. The time when unexpected events happen, when there is challenges, when we may actually feel 
stuck and cornered. It's the the middle. You know, right after feeding the 5,000, this mountaintop experience where they saw literally loaves and fishes divided to to endlessly feed a myriad of people, um, Jesus tells them it's time to go over the other side. The miracle had happened, they'd experienced great highs in God, but He had a next to take them to. And He knew that in order to get them to the next, what was required was a middle bit. You know, there's actually a, a next for you. Believe it or not, you may feel quite stuck in this season, but there is a next for you. There is a destiny and a future. And God is saying to us that it's time to go to the other side. You know, you may have experienced great things in God in the past, and we may look back to the so-called glory days. And I thank God for those testimonies. I thank God that each one of us can say, God delivered me in this way. He provided me for me in this way. God showed up in this way. I experienced God like this in my quiet times last Last year, but God is saying there is actually a next for you. There is something I want to take you to. Um, and in order to get you there, there is actually going to be a middle bit. There's always a middle bit, there's always a transition. And sometimes in the middle, there are storms. Sometimes on the way to the next assignment, there is opposition. Sometimes when we are being taken to the very thing God has promised us, that next season, that next phase of destiny in our church or our families, our personal lives, there there can be unforeseen circumstances that happen in the middle. Well, Jesus knew when He sent the disciples to the other side of the lake, that there would be a middle. He knew there'd be an in-between. He knew there would be a storm. And He knew that on the way to where He wanted to take them, there would be opposition. You know, He also knew that faith is required in the middle, that, that perhaps in preparation for what they would see on the other side, He needed to stretch their faith and show them something about Himself that could only be shown in the middle. Well, maybe this morning you are in the middle. You're not where you were, but you're not where you're going to be. You're not yet where you want to be. You're not yet in the promise. You're just in the middle. Well, this morning, I wanna impart faith for the middle. I wanna impart faith from the life of Peter for your middle bit, for your transitional bit on the way to where God wants to take you. You know, there's a beautiful part of this story that details Peter's response. I I really love Peter for a number of reasons. One is just really raw and real. And sometimes he just sticks his foot in his mouth in the worst kind of way. And it kind of gives us permission to forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we made. And I've had to do that many times myself. But there is in his response, something for us this morning about mastering the middle. And I wanna open that to us today. Well, firstly, walk on the Word in the middle. Walk on a Word rather, in the middle. God is calling you not to walk on water, not to walk on anything, but to walk on a Word from Him in the middle. It says in verse 28 to 29, Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really You, then have me join you in the water. What a, what a brave and a faith-filled thing to say to Jesus. And of course, Jesus says to him, come and join me, Jesus replied. Like you can just sense the fun and the adventure in it for them that his master said, hey, why don't you come out? Let's do this. Let's do this faith thing. Well, Peter stepped out, not because he thought it would be a great idea, not because he'd have a go, but he actually stepped out because Jesus asked him to come. You know, it's important to note that um, the raging wind and the waves didn't cease until they were back in the boat. So he actually stepped out in the middle of the storm 
based on a word from Jesus. It says in verse 32, the very moment they stepped into the boat, the raging wind ceased. You know, Peter didn't calculate all the details. He didn't measure the water tension. He didn't measure the height of the waves and go, well, my water walking skills are up to it today. He actually um, came to a place where it's enough to know that Jesus had said to him to step out of the boat. It was enough for him in the middle to walk on a word from Jesus. Yeah, sure, he slipped in doubt and you know, later on, Jesus makes a comment about that that we'll talk about. But really, he had the faith to step out on a word from Jesus and it was a doorway to destiny. You know, we're called to live in that same way. We are called as 21st century believers, even in the middle of a pandemic, to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're called not to walk on circumstances, not to walk on rationalism. We are called to walk on a word from God. You know, Daniel moved and walked according to a prophetic word. Nehemiah stepped out in faith because he had a word and knew that God was with him. Esther navigated the middle, the very scary middle bit of approaching the king because she had a word about being in such a time as this. Mary was strengthened to carry Jesus in the middle and pregnancy really is a middle. It's not the beginning. It's not the victory of having the baby. It's the middle. She had a word from God. It says, in Luke 2.19, that she treasured up these things, these words and pondered them in her heart. And they actually gave her strength to carry the Son of God. Paul knew the importance of what it is to hold to a word from God through all seasons. And he instructs Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.18, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. You know, he's instructing young Timothy, take the Word of God, hold to it, walk on it and wage war with it. You know, the Word of God, the rhema Word of God, a prophetic Word, something in the Bible reading plan that has just taken a hold of your heart, that becomes a weapon in this season for you to walk on the Word of God. When I was having children, I felt very, very stirred in my heart that God was saying, don't walk out of ministry. For some, God is calling you to take a break and to take maternity leave and make that your primary focus. And God bless you. God has anointed you for that. Um, But every single person needs to hear from God what He would have them do in every season. And God had spoken to me so clearly, I don't want you to step out of ministry. I want you to stay in ministry. You can do both. You will raise family. I have two little boys and you'll do ministry. And I'm gonna equip you to do that. Well, Many people said to me, that can't be done. You should be home with your children for the first five years. You know, well-meaning people. um, And many people would say, maybe it's just not gonna work. You know, you're in an executive level of leadership. It's probably not gonna work for you the way you think. Well, I remember coming back from um, a Pan-Asia conference, a missions conference in our movement and walking literally almost straight off the plane and into a prophetic session with Pastor Vicky Simpson that Pastor Brad, our senior pastor, had put on for the pastors and leaders in our church. And uh, she takes one look at me and she says, I see you with a baby in your arms and it is go time. 
She didn't know. In fact, nobody but my husband and I knew that I was actually nine weeks pregnant and very much feeling it, very nauseous. Um, And she prophesied over me a word confirming what God had put in my heart. And it became a word to walk on as I navigated that season of very, very young children and doing ministry. Can I say to you today, don't be afraid to risk. Don't be afraid to step out. You'll find God in the steps as you walk on His Word. If you're in the middle, hold on to the Word of God. Don't worry about the statistics on coronavirus. Yes, be aware of what's going on. Don't worry about what the news media is saying. The more important words for you right now are the words from the mouth of God. As you read His Word daily, as He impresses things upon your heart, prophecies that have been spoken and moved your heart that you can take a hold of and wage war with, they're more important right now. Mind Scripture. Um, You know, until you have something from God that you, like Peter, can walk on. Can I encourage you? Walk on a word from God in the middle. Well, secondly, in the middle, it can seem like such a, an indifferent time, you know, it can seem like such a, a nothing time, really. I remember when I was a high school teacher that year nine was one of the hardest years to teach because many of them felt like it's just a nothing year. It's not year seven where it was all exciting. It's not year 12 where we're coming to the end. It's just in the middle. Um, but Peter actually trusted that Jesus could grow him in the middle. So point two is trust Him to grow you in the middle. The middle isn't a nothing time. The middle isn't a redundant time in the purposes of God. The middle in God is very strategic in taking you to your destiny. Verse 31 says, Jesus immediately stretched out His hand and lifted Him up and said, what little faith you have. (laughs) Why would you let doubt win? You know, I feel for Peter, you know, out of all the disciples, he's the one in the middle of the night that gets out of the boat. He's the one um, that always takes the first step and has the courage to say something. Maybe it's stupidity and not courage. I don't know. But really, um, he seemingly um, gets what looks like embarrassing moments all the time. But really, the sense um, that Jesus, um, the sense of Jesus' words are not Peter, you have little faith. It's actually more, Peter, you have great faith, but you didn't apply it for any length. I want you to grow in the stamina of your faith. The word is, um, and maybe con sardulius, if you were there, you can give me the the correct pronunciation, but it's um, allegiopistos, of little or puny faith in short in application. So it's great faith, but only for a moment. Why did you let it stop? You know, he had limitations to his big faith. Peter had big faith, but there was a limitation. It's like someone learning how to do um, a marathon. They may only have the stamina to run the first part of it until they, they actually build up the stamina to go the full distance. That's the sense of what Jesus is saying to Peter. You know, the plunge itself into the water wasn't a failure. It was actually an opportunity in Peter's life for Jesus to lift him to the next level of faith. Um, Peter's faith became long-lasting, you know. He sank in doubt in that moment, but he was lifted when he called out to Jesus. Jesus immediately lifts Peter up. You know, he didn't let the mess-ups and the limitations become the end. Peter stayed with it in the middle. 
of his journey with Jesus to become a great and key part of what Jesus built the church on. If you remember later, he says to Peter, and on this rock of revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. That's a word for our season that we're in as well. You know, in the middle, God is not silent with you. He's not, um, as one rendering says, like a, a silent bystander. God is very active in the middle of your journey. God is not just active at the beginning when He calls you. God is not just active at the end in completion. God is infinitely active in the middle, growing you, stretching the stamina of your faith, growing the size of the courage that you have inside of you. The middle is very strategic. You know, maybe right now you you feel like you are smack bang in the middle. Maybe you're still locked down. Maybe you're experiencing the challenges of homeschooling. Maybe you've hit a brick wall with your working life. Can I encourage you this morning? It may feel like God is quiet. It may feel like He's passive, but actually God is very active in growing you right in the middle, right where you are. Well, finally, your faith in the middle is an example to others. Peter allowed his faith very publicly to be an example to others. So point three is let your faith be an example in the middle. You know, Peter's stepping out not only meant that Jesus could lift him up out of the water, but actually Peter's faith impacted the other disciples. You know, it wasn't actually until Peter walked on a word from God on the water um, that the disciples discovered and came to that revelation that actually, Jesus, You really are the Son of God. Let me read it to you. Matthew 14, 32 to 33. And the very moment they both stepped into the boat, the raging wind ceased. Then all the disciples crouched down before Him and worshipped Jesus. They said in adoration, You truly are the Son of God. You know, I... um Peter's faith is incredible. It it, it brought them to that revelation. Had he not stepped out of the boat and risked it in the middle and allowed Jesus to display His glory in the middle, the others wouldn't have come to that revelation in that moment. His faith was an example that led them to a fuller revelation. Before I was um, a pastor, I taught at an an elite school in Sydney on the North Shore. And it was actually hard grind. There was a lot of opposition, people that um, were very humanistic in their worldview, and it was hard. By that stage, I was teaching studies of religion and I was a school chaplain and really loving it. But the collegiality that I'd experienced at my previous school wasn't initially there. Really, there was just a lot of opposition because of what I stood for. They, They hated the Jesus in me. They didn't hate me. They might've thought they did. Um, but they hated what I stood for. And literally at the beginning, I, I came home crying many nights. You know, I'd cry to one of my best friends. I'd pray, God, like, why have You put me here? This is just so hard. And yet day by day, week by week, month by month, and in fact, over a three-year journey, as I walked out my faith middle, as I um, kept standing for Jesus, as I lived out my testimony with the help of the Holy Spirit, not always perfectly, but as I walked this Jesus life out in front of my colleagues, many of them, their hearts were softened. I, I built great friendships in that role and and, and to, the, to the point where when I left to go into full-time ministry, um, it was actually really sad. I, I actually genuinely didn't want to leave. I, I'd really come to, to grown to love my students and the teachers. But there was 
one um, teacher there and I'd been witnessing to her, sharing my faith, letting my faith be an example. And literally on my last day, on our last coffee walk, she says to me, so what you're saying is that Jesus is the only way to the Father. Um, and I said, yes, that, that's actually what I've been saying this whole time we've been together. And that's what you've seen in my life. And she's like, I want, I want what you've got. I want to know Jesus. And she actually gave her life to the Lord because of the example and the work of the Holy Spirit through my life in that very, very hard three years, right in the middle. You know, you never know, don't ever underestimate the impact of your life right now. Even in the middle of a pandemic, people are watching the way you navigate COVID. You you won't do it perfectly. Take that pressure off yourself. Like get rid of perfectionism, but let faith be on display. How you respond to the events of, uh, of what's going on in our community, how you navigate family and pressure in this season how you respond to economic changes. People are watching. People are watching the Jesus in you that you say you believe. Never underestimate the way they watch us trust God in the trial. Never underestimate the way we respond when things don't go as planned. You don't have have to have it all together in the middle, but as you trust God, just like Peter did, even when we fail sometimes, you will be an incredible example to others of how to live a life of victory, even in adverse circumstances. You know, I wanna pray this morning. If you do feel that you are in the middle, you feel like I'm not at the beginning, I'm not at the end, I'm just in this no man's land. Well, God has a purpose for that space in your life. And I wanna pray this morning that there is fresh revelation that you sense God right in the middle of your middle. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank You that, Lord, um, Not one day is wasted in You, God. You say, Father, in Psalms, David declared, my times are in Your hands. And right now I declare over every life under the sound of my voice, God, that we would trust You in the middle. Lord, that we would have faith that You're working, that You are not a passive bystander, but Lord, You are bringing all things together, Father God. You are overcoming all things. You're bringing about Your Kingdom in the most beautiful and powerful way. And God, You are growing our faith. You're growing us, God. There is purpose. God, I declare purpose over every life. Lord, for every person that is really risking an abandonment of purpose, I declare the purpose of God over your life. You are not an accident. This time is not an accident. God is very deliberate and very specific and He is working in your life in this time. Maybe you've been listening to the Word this morning and you've enjoyed the worship. You sense what we call the presence of God. Something's different about this for you. Well, can I just say today, it's because of Jesus Christ and He is actually knocking on the door of your heart. He's wooing you. He is like a lover. The Bible compares Him to a lover. You know, when my husband pursued me, he showed me in every possible way that he cared that He wanted to to have a life with me, that He wanted to spend time with me. Jesus is doing the same with you. He's actually, you know, wooing you, courting you, saying, hey, I want to be a part of your life. I want to be Lord of your life. And in fact, He will make all the difference. He will give you a confidence that you've never had. He will fulfil you in a way that nothing in this world will ever fulfil you. And you'll be His son or daughter. 
You know, really all you have to do today is say yes to Him. He is knocking on the door of your heart. He is gentlemanly though. He always uh, protects our will. Like He will never violate the human will. He gives us opportunity to say yes or no to Him. This morning, I pray that you'd say yes to Him. Why don't you pray with me wherever you are, whether you're in the car, whether you're walking and listening on your iPhone or you're in a hotel room or a house, you can pray this prayer with me and God will hear you. He will respond to you. And this morning, you'll be Become his son or daughter. Why don't you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive your forgiveness, love, and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.